Hello, one and all. We are back. Finally. I'm sure you're all saying the same thing. We are back finally with the uh, Big Guy Fantasy Sports Fantasy Football Consistency Show. As always, I'm Bob Lung here from Big Guy Fantasy Sports. And to my right uh, is Mr. Ron Rigney. Uh, Ron, we uh, how have you been? We haven't seen each other all summer because your beautiful beach was wiped off the face of the earth uh, last fall. And I didn't get to come there for my annual vacation. Uh, but, uh, how's things treating you and what's been going on and, uh, uh, happy, uh, draft season. Yeah. You know, it's uh, it was a nice relaxing summer. Uh, you know, school year has just started, so we're kind of getting into the, to the swing of that, but we're already about, I think seven days into the new school years, which is hard to believe. Uh, it's, it's today, it's a little different because it's, it's been rainy today. So it hasn't, when you go outside, it hasn't felt like you're on the surface of the sun. You might be a little bit removed from that. So that's kind of, kind of a nice change today, but yeah, man, it's, it's preseason, it's draft season and it's most importantly consistency football show season finally. So I know you yeah, had a busy fine. summer. Can't wait to hear about it, man. Yeah, no, it has been a busy summer, um, uh, between, uh, going to Europe and drafting in a Scott fishbowl live in London. Uh, and of course, King's Classic or King's Classic, the King's Classic we're going to talk about. Uh, Fancy Football Expo weekend last weekend, uh, about the same number of people as last year. 750 of our closest friends came to Canton, Ohio. Oh, yeah. And this guy named Des Bryant decided to come and play flag football uh, with a team that he brought together. And he did not play wide receiver, he played quarterback. And oh. guess what? They still won. Uh, so shocking. Uh, yeah. Shocking. Man. <laughs> to be honest with you, I was shocked. Cause I'm like, that's going to quarterback, but, um, he had, he had some players, but he may have not been NFL players. They played some ball. Um, I bet, I bet he knows a few guys. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, I didn't recognize any of them, but boy, were they fast. And, uh, <laughs> when these, uh, dorky, uh, fantasy football folks got out on that football field, I, I one of my favorite plays I watched was Bobby Cables lining up against this one kid for I don't know what he, who he was or how old he is doesn't matter but you know anybody knows Bobby Cables this guy's an animal like he's got <laughs> arms arms aside of my waist and uh, this kid blew by him in three steps and just as he turns around in panic and you see his face on the screen like because <laughs> that guy's twenty yards behind him in in. Um, and Des, who's left-handed, by the way, lobs it up, easy touchdown, and I just went, oh, boy, this is going to be a good one. <laughs> and it didn't get much better from there for most teams. Uh, one team actually made it pretty close. Um, but in the end, yeah, Des's team won. But, yeah, it was a great time uh, looking forward to it. But or looking, you know, it was, it was great looking already forward to the next year. Um, hopefully you make it back and your damn school can stop starting so early. <laughs> uh, you can make it in town. It's crazy. Um, but during that weekend, uh, while you were down in sunny Florida and it was storming its ass off in beautiful Canton, Ohio, it's not. Yeah, I saw that. Um, we did some Kings Classics drafts. You did the online uh, Lynn Dawson division. Um, I was relegated to the uh, George Blaney division, which is really not a relegation. When you see that I'm going against Pat Fitzmaurice, Darren Armani, Marcus Grant, Ryan McDowell, Scott Engel, Hutch, Hutchinson Brown, uh, Dennis Clausen, uh, Rob Waziak, Dwayne McFarland from Fantasy Life, Drew Davenport, Football Guys, Doug Orts, Mauricio Gutierrez from NFL Mexico. J.J. Zacharyson was there drafting in the house, his first appearance. 
um, from his, you know, he's only got like a hundred thousand followers and Matt Donnelly, uh, you know, from the dynasty Vipers. So this is, this is, you know, while, you know, drafted with the big boys is still drafted with the big boys. There was some tough competition. I got sniped a lot in this one, as I'm sure you did in yours. So Ron, let's talk about our snake draft. So we, every year, the Kings class, the best of the best. We've got um, 14 teams, each league. We do a snake and an auction draft. Therefore, so that way, Hey, if you're strong in one and maybe not strong in the other, you know, it's all about, you know, how, you know, winning your division um, and or the snake or auction, but it helps when maybe you have a specialty in one or the other. Most of us can do them all um, except Michael Fabiano, which we know uh, can do auctions. Uh, but who, who I drafted against, by the way, huh? Who I drafted against, by the way. Yes, you did. In this, in the, uh, you're right. So you actually had quite a number of big shots in your league this year too. Fabiano had, had to go online. Um, yeah, our, ours was Barfield. no joke, man. We got we got Chris Beermakers fan Prince back in the fold. Right. We got Graham Barfield. We got the the team of. From Murph and Stocks, you know we got yeah. we got some hit hard hitters in there. Yeah, yeah. Bobby Ono down there this year. Yes. So, so yeah, it, I think all these leagues are getting kind of fairly squared up. Um, still, some of the bigger names in, in the big division, but you know Mike Clay didn't make it in again this year, but Jeff Mance filled in, so that was cool. Anyway, so let's talk about our snake drafts. Um, I was drafting out of the eighth spot. You were number seven. Number seven. So both of us right in the middle. All right, so in my league, in my division, Austin Egler went seventh. Who did you get? Uh, I went Travis Kelsey at number seven. Ooh. Was stoked to get him there. A little, little deviation from what I normally do, but I feel like when we're looking at that tight end spot, and you're going to get ready for us to talk about it all season, we're never stoked yeah. when we have to talk about those tight ends when we're talking about weekly consistency. But I feel like getting him there, that gives me – pretty big advantage at that position. So I felt good getting him at number seven. Plus oh, a couple yeah. guys went ahead of that too, that I didn't think were going to go. So I was pretty okay. lucky to get I him. At number seven. Cause yeah. he went number five. Obviously if he had made it to eighth, he'd been on my team too, but I didn't think there was a chance in this world. And there wasn't uh, Kelsey went five in mine. Uh, so like you said, so I picked eighth. Um, I've picked this guy in every draft. If he has a bad year, I'm going to be in big trouble. And that is one AJ Brown. Um, I love him this year. His eight for eight consistency uh, in the second half of last year tells me that that is the man. He is the man when it comes to Jalen Hurts. Um, you know, Bijan Robinson was there, and there's everybody would argue, oh, you should have taken him. Well, um, we'll see if that was what I should have done. But I took AJ Brown. Um, so talk about the next couple of rounds. Did you, um, after getting Kelsey, did you try to do a Mahomes stack? What did you do in rounds two or three to pair up with Kelsey? I, I wanted to not I, – I know that Kelsey gave me a little – gives me a little bit of a, a – he's going to fill up what my receivers don't fill up. So I wanted to make sure – I wasn't going to hit receiver too heavy early on, but I wanted to make sure I got a guy within the next couple of rounds. So I was picking eight in round two, and I ended up getting Devontae Smith. And I know there's a few questions about Devontae Smith's durability, but dude's a playmaker. We saw it mm -hmm. last year. I'm kind of like you are with A.J. Brown on Devontae Smith. I got him on a lot of teams expecting mm -hmm. some big things out of him. I think in that offense, they're one and one A. It's just kind of pick whichever one you want to get burned by. And, you know, like you with A.J. Brown, I'm really crossing my fingers that, that Jalen Hurts is healthy that whole season. But we saw that offense last year. It's a juggernaut. Oh, and they've got guys in the backfield. They've got Dallas Goddard. They've got the guys on the outsides. But I really like Devontae Smith there as my wide receiver one. And then I wanted to make sure I came out of the first couple rounds because I don't think there's a lot of true 
RB1s that are going to get the lion's share of carries in their backfield. They're just that we, you know, we've saw we've seen all the contract negotiations and stuff, and nobody wants to pay these guys because they, they, they backfields by committee is what we're seeing. But I feel mm-hmm. like I got Najee Harris in round three. I think he's one of the true bell. I, I hate that term, but bell cow backs is right. going to get the majority of the carries. Although Jalen Warren has looked pretty good, but they want to run it with Najee Harris. I've heard good things in the offseason about the offensive line improving. I think Kenny Pickett's going to take a step forward. He's got some weapons as well. Uh, I took him in round three, and then I went back to hit wide receiver in round four. Those wide receivers started getting getting hit heavy in, in, in the first couple of rounds. So mm-hmm. I went DJ Moore in round four. Read some good things about him and Justin Fields out, out of camp. He's my wide receiver, too. I'm not expecting huge, huge numbers, but I think he's going to step in there. You know, he had the big, big play the other night, first play. I think he took one on a screen for like 65 yards. I know it's preseason, but that's what you like to see out of your your wide receiver, too. And then I'll go ahead and talk about my round five. I'll pass it back to you to hear yours. Went back at running back. I got uh, our guy Colby Conway's uh, favorite guy in the world, and I got Damian Pierce as my RB, too. I, I think, you know, he got Devin Singletary in there, but with a rookie quarterback and not a whole heck of a lot proven at receiver, I think they're going to have to lean on him early and often as well. Offensive line's not bad. only thing I'm a little leery about there is they might have to throw it a little bit more, but they want to get him the ball in first and second and third and short, and he's going to get the goal line work. So hopefully – Damian Pierce is going to give me some touchdowns as well. No, yeah, and I like to start. I mean, definitely, you know, every one of the players you talked about were picked basically in the same rounds in the different spots. Um, interesting, you talk about Devontae Smith. So in my auction league, and we'll talk about that in a few minutes, um, uh, uh, A.J. Brown went pretty high. Um, I was kind of waiting to be able to um, – oh, I take that back. I did get A.J. Brown in that one too, but – um, all I know is I did a draft this week, uh, the huddle, their annual auction draft that I do. And um, so AJ Brown kind of sat there for a while before he got nominated. And I was going to grab him as my, um, I think it was my wide receiver two, maybe. Anyway, but um, somebody grossly overbid him. And I was like, okay, I'm out. And then I just came back and took Devontae Smith for like $10 less. So, yeah, it's it's I, I'm good. I'm I'm in on that offense. Just like you, whether it's AJ Brown, Devontae Smith. The only thing I haven't done is taken both. I could have in this draft. He was actually sitting there. And I'm like, is that called a stack if I take both receivers? <laughs> but I felt that was a little too much. But anyway, um, so I did basically what I've done almost all season. If I'm in the middle of the pack and the wide receivers are all good, consistent wide receivers that I love. I'm just going three straight. And I've done it so many times with so many drafts this year. So I went A.J. Brown, T. Higgins, Debo Samuel. I mean, when Debo Samuel is your third receiver, you're doing okay. Um, Like I said, I could have taken Devonta Smith. Chris Olave was one before that. I probably would have taken him maybe over T. Higgins. But T. Higgins has definitely been a very consistent receiver. I I took him because I also thought Calvin Ridley would make it back, and he didn't. Um, there's somebody that was actually there that has more love for Calvin Ridley than I do. Um, they <laughs> took him at the end of round two. So I was kind of surprised with that. So I did get, like I said, Diva Samuel. Um, and, you know, there's talk about, oh, Ayuk's having a great camp. Well, as you may know, I have a good friend that I see every year at Hall of Fame weekend. And I have his cell phone number and his name is John Lynch. And so John and I chatted and I said, hi, John. Good to see you. Glad you're back. All right, now that I have you, give me the inside scoop on training camp. I, I go, I got to have my fantasy fix. And he just chuckled. He goes, yeah, I know. And I said, all right, 
tell me about the Ayuk explosion because I said you hated him two years ago. And he goes, oh, I didn't hate him. I just said he was just <laughs> disappointing two years ago. And I said, that's right. And you told me to go with Debo and Debo had a great year. I said, now this year, Ayuk is, he goes, oh yeah. He said, look, Ayuk is definitely playing much better. He's definitely getting it. He's going to improve greatly. So yeah. I said, what about Debo though? And he goes, Debo is Debo. We will still use him like we always have in the run game, pass game, move him around, end arounds, screens. There's, we're not changing the way we're using Debo Samuel. I said, perfect. He said, the other thing was, oh yeah, that guy, Christian McCaffrey, he's really good. He's going to crush everybody. It's like, okay, well, thanks. Thanks for that, Captain Obvious. Um, he was very excited about Brock Purdy. He said, Brock Purdy's our guy. So anybody who has any inkling that Trey Lance will ever play a football game in San Francisco, it's only if Brock Purdy gets hurt. So just any Trey, Trey Lance truthers out there, sorry. Um, so anyway, so that was my three. Um, and then around four, usually sitting there most of the time, and he was again, is Alexander Madison. Uh, again, he's my RB1 when I'm drafting him in round four. Um, it's usually either him or Aaron Jones, but Aaron Jones didn't make it that far. Again, remember, this is 14-teamer, so Aaron Jones usually makes it the fourth round. When you're in a 12-teamer, he didn't, so I took Alexander Madison. And then um, I wanted to make sure that I got the quarterback. And usually when I'm in picking like this, round five, the big boys are gone. But there was actually, get this, there were actually seven quarterbacks picked before Justin Herbert. Wow. Yeah. This is middle round five. So, of course, Mahomes went in the second. Jalen went in the third. Burrow, Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen didn't go to the beginning of the fourth round. That was probably the shock of the first four rounds. Um, then Fields, Lawrence, Herbert was still sitting there. There was no way I was going to let him get by me um, at that spot because after that, you're getting into the Deshaun Watsons and you know Aaron Rodgers and stuff, and I'm like, nope. So that's where my first five goes um, and there. So let's move into the middle rounds. There's, I guess real quick, is there any shocks that like you kind of went, oh, what? In those first four or five rounds from anybody, you can mention their name or not. It doesn't matter. Uh, we're all friends. Um, I don't really have any that I was blown away by. Like, you know, somebody that moves somebody up. Uh higher than I expected. But again, when you're doing 14 teamers, you know, you got to remember that five rounds of 14 teams is what equivalent of like six. So, yeah, yeah. you know, you kind of have to look at it like, Oh, this guy was picked in the fourth. Well, kind of, uh, I didn't see any, I didn't know if you had any, um, that were big surprises. I didn't. There's yeah, there's really not. I mean, like you said, you know, there's not usually too many of those, with the guys that we draft with. I will say, going back to my first round pick, getting Travis Kelsey there, I was a little surprised that Cooper Cup went number four overall with you know him already kind of having some injury issues mm -hmm. and them kind of holding Matthew Stafford together with a thread. He's not, you know, he's healthy, but you know, he's battled some things that we kind of thought might send him kind of yeah. packing into the sunset, you know. Cup that was the only one. Hard. Yeah, that was that was the only one that maybe and even even still i mean that's not that early i mean it's when you get into like top six seven it's just kind of a matter of preference there um i was counting up our quarterbacks and we had the same thing happen with uh herbert herbert went round five pick six to uh, the bond lot team and we had seven guys go before him 
Uh, mm. Tight end started to go kind of in the in the fourth round. Darren Waller went in the fourth round. Kyle Pitts in the fifth. So we started to see the tight ends get hit. Um, I took care of that early, so I didn't have to worry about it later. Uh, but there wasn't a lot of surprises in ours, I don't think. I think everybody was about where they should be, especially, like you said, for a 14-teamer. Yeah, the only thing that I screwed up probably, if I was going to say I screwed up, was I took Herbert in the fourth. When I got to the middle of the sixth round, Goddard was sitting there, and I should have taken him, and I didn't. I thought, nope, I'll give it one more round, and damn it, if five picks later, Dallas Goddard doesn't go, and I probably should have taken Goddard there to have the team that I usually have most of the time. Um, probably my only mistake. So just looking at kind of mid, you know, the mid round players, six through 10 or mid round six through 10. Um, I went uh, basically of course, now that I had only one running back uh, and a lot of running backs were gone. Um, I went Alvin Kamara, um, a Khalil Herbert and Jamal Williams. So I got Jamal Williams of course to cover Kamara for the first three or four games. So I figured that way I had a, you know, a bell cow in Madison. I, you know, I've been all in on Khalil Herbert all summer. You know, he plays one preseason game, bust off the long run, and everybody's like, oh, right, he's good. I don't know where everybody oh, yeah. forgot that he was good for the last two, three years in Chicago and with Montgomery. Um, but all of a sudden, there's just no love for this guy. Everybody thinks that Deontay Foreman or Rashawn Johnson is going to take his spot. And I'm like, okay. So I and, I know you, and I know you feel the same way. I feel like Khalil Herbert is super, super affordable, too. I feel oh, like he is so terrible. cheap. Like, Yeah. It's crazy how far in drafts I've been getting him. And, and I've been doing some 12 teams, a lot of 12 teams, more than 14. And, yeah, you're getting him in, like, round eight or nine. And I'm like, like, it's my third running back. I'm like, okay. Um, so, that, and then I went, Jamison Williams. Now I'm starting to question I should have maybe not done that pick in round nine. Uh, and then finally got, you know, my always famous Tyler Higbeast uh, in round 10 to slid. You know, if I don't get Goddard, I'm getting Higby. I can draft them both because they're both by week of by 10 of week 10. So that's why it's a problem for me. But if I don't get Goddard, then I just wait and get Higby in round 10, which I did. So that's my six through 10. Um, I think the only surprising pick in there was that in round seven, Anthony Richardson was the next quarterback pick after, after Justin Herbert and before Deshaun Watson and others. So, hmm. but you know, there's a, there's a love for that kid. And, and, you know, certainly there are people out there that have it. So um, other than that, you know, everything seemed to be, you know, you could always say, well, this guy should be a little bit higher. Like Corton Sutton fell in the seventh round. Javante Williams is still in the seventh round. Um, De DeAndre Swift was round seven. So, I mean, you know, there's Dalvin Cook, of course, went round nine, but I don't know if he had been. Yeah, I guess he was on the Jets, maybe just a few. No, days. he hadn't been signed because I got him in my auction and he did not have a team yet. You're right. He didn't. A couple, day, couple days later that he's, I mean, maybe about, a, maybe about four or five days later he signed. But, yeah, I got him in the auction. Yeah, you're right, because I got him in my auction, too. So, all right, what about your round six through ten? Six through ten, round six, went with Brandon Cooks as my wide receiver three. I feel like in a PPR, I feel like in that offense, you know, Brandon Cooks, we've had love for him on this show forever. Uh, and, and he just, I feel like he still kind of gets overlooked a little bit. So I feel good about having him as my wide receiver three. One of my bigger values in this draft came in around seven. I was able to get James cook and I'm able to start him at a flex, which I, th I think is going to help me out. We always talk right. about on here, you know, in this deep of a league with the three flexes, how key that is. So I was I'm super glad to get him in round seven, um, round eight. I went with Zay flowers. I don't love the Baltimore pass game, but it, you know, here again, as a flex, 
You know, Rashad Bateman's out. I trust Odell Beckham about as far as you could throw him. I think Zay, I've heard great things out of Zay Flowers. They talk about how he's a burner coming out. Everybody loves him, so I felt good there. Uh, round nine, I finally decided to bite at quarterback because quarterback kind of got away from me, and I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to wait on it and see what happens. And so I went with uh, Aaron Rodgers in round nine. I don't know if it's because I've caught the Aaron Rodgers fever from Hard Knocks. If you watch Hard Knocks, you'll know that the entire show is basically about Aaron Rodgers. So maybe that made me fall in love with him all over again. But I am a big believer in fantasy, whatever fantasy you're playing. If you got a guy that's been in a place forever and he's not appreciated like he should be, and he, that change of scenery, I'm hoping that that's going to happen with him and all the weapons he has. And then round 10, I went Paris Campbell. Um, you know, got, still got love for him as a Colt, but that receiving core in, in New York for the Giants is not great. We've seen flashes of it. We just hope he can stay healthy. So I felt at round 10, you know, at this point, he's another flex play. I felt good about getting him there because he might just kind of be the default wide receiver one. And he's kind of going unnoticed, I feel like, in a lot of drafts. So I felt good getting him in round 10. Gotcha. Well, interestingly enough, I took Rand Rogers too, but I took him in round 13 as my backup. <laughs> <laughs> so again, you know, it just depends on how you're playing it. And if you're waiting, you know, there was – there's always people that play the the quarterback chicken, like Daniel Jones went in round 10. Dak got picked in round 12. Tua went in round 12, um, you know, as their first quarterback. Um, so, you know, again, it, it is what it is. Late rounds, uh, I'll just run mine off real quick. So we went 16 rounds. So uh, DJ Chark, Alec Pierce, Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Parker, CEH, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, and Chase Edmonds as – two running backs that are backup roles, but somebody gets hurt in front of them. They're playing for some, a pretty good offense. Um, mostly fillers, just trying to get some players that see, you know, be, you know, Chark, Pierce, Parker, or like the number twos, maybe Parker, you could say is a one, one B with Juju on the Patriots, but for God's sakes, they paid him a lot of money to stay. So I can't believe they're just not going to, wouldn't throw to him. Um, and granted, that's not a pass happy offense, but, when you're playing, you could basically play six receivers because you can do three receivers and three flex. Figure if I can load up on receivers that at least going to get some targets. If they can get me 10 points a week, that's a bonus in those flex positions. So that's always a tough part of this league. Uh, Ron, talk about uh, your rounds 11 through 16, and then we'll move to the auction. Well, you and I both love getting Jamison Williams, only I was able to get him around 11, so I felt good about that value. But I, I, I like that because – Last year, I did the same thing with DeAndre Hopkins and getting him week seven. That was a nice little boost to propel mm -hmm. my snake team into the playoffs last year. So I want to hope, hopefully get that again. And we saw what he's able to do last year. You know, that Ohio State receiving room is always top notch. Went round 12, and it's kind of like you. I just started to kind of get fillers and backups and hope, you know, or not hope for an injury, but if a guy gets hurt. And so I got Kyron Williams for the Rams, liked him in, at Notre Dame. Slid all the way to the fifth round out of the draft, but he showed a couple flashes last year when he got some got some running. He's got Cam Akers in front of him. Uh, went Alec Pierce again around 13. Got my backup QB in Kenny Pickett around 14. Talked about him a little bit earlier. Uh, went with Malik Davis out of Dallas uh, around 15. Uh, don't know what I'm going to get out of him, but he was kind of the best guy left around. And last but not least, I threw a super, super far dart with Braxton Berrios, former New York Jet, is in Miami. You know that mm. offense is going to be off to the races. You've got those two big guys on the outside, but don't sleep on Braxton Berrios in the slot. I don't think that nice. I don't I don't know what we're going to get out of him, but I felt around 16 it's worth a flyer, so didn't cost me a lot. And if I need to get rid of him, I can get rid of him and add somebody else. Okay, well, yeah, no, I think we both got good solid teams. Um, you know, I definitely felt better about both my teams this year than I did last year. Just was very distracted last year. 
Trading Expo. So uh, this year felt a little bit better. So the always fun, the always, you talk about lack of consistency. <laughs> we, we have this conversation every year. We've got 14 teams in each two, and we have some of the biggest names in the in fantasy football industry playing all over these three leagues. And yet the dollar values of some players are just off the chains crazy. <laughs> and we always talk about your league, which always seems to have they they must always just love doing, yeah, they're just spending money like they're printing <laughs> it. Um and, you know, I said, I, I think I said to you, they're like, every one of your teams must be stars and scrubs um, because it's like you're talking about 55, you know, $60, some players. And I don't think we had anybody go over 50 in, in mine. Um, and so I'll let you talk about, you know, your picks, who you bought, like, let's say the first five picks again, first five guys you bought in order. Um and then, you know, talk about some of the top prices of the top players. And then I'm going to tell you what happened in mine because it caught me off guard. And I usually don't do stars and scrubs. I really don't like to do that. I like to be like everybody's about $40 or less. But some weird things happened in mine that <laughs> just caught me off guard. And, and everybody's like, oh, man, you crushed it. But then you're like, ah, did I? We don't know. That. So... Uh, talk about yours first, and then we'll kind of focus on, on my first five picks. So I wanted to make sure there were, I wanted to get either Justin Jefferson or Jamar Chase. Okay. So I got Jamar Chase, but we'll talk about what he went for in yours. Spent 60 yeah. bucks on him, and I can't remember who I was bidding with, but it just kept – it was a standoff. Who's going to blink blip. first? And I was yeah. not about to – because Justin Jefferson went off to look up what he went for, but I, I missed out on him, didn't want to miss out on Jamar Chase, so I ended up spending $60 right off the bat. And then I knew I wanted to get, you know, I talked about getting one of those running backs, wanted to get Nick Chubb. I think he is the true RB1 when you're looking in terms of just every down running back. Uh, got him, but he cost me 48 bucks. So right off the bat, I've already spent 108 of my $200 cap. So had to be a little quiet for a little bit. Got Calvin Ridley, had to pay $31 for him. But I, I, I feel like, I don't want to say people have forgotten about him, but I, if you look at that last full season he had in Atlanta, he was mm -hmm. one of the top guys in the league, and I don't see any reason. He might be a little rusty to start out, but I don't. it might be also good for him that he missed that season. He's a little bit fresher, but I think he's going to you know, build some chemistry with Trevor Lawrence, and that, that offense is no, no joke. I never thought we'd, even, we'd be saying that about Jacksonville. So then had to get kind of quiet for a little while. So I, I disappeared for a couple of rounds, got DeAndre Swift for 9 bucks. I like that as my RB2. I think that's pretty solid value. And then I was able to get that stack with Trevor Lawrence for 11 bucks as, as my fifth player there. But after I got Trevor Lawrence, you didn't see this guy spending a lot more money. Uh, I think my, my, my next most expensive guy was another 11 bucks in a couple of rounds. So I felt, felt good about the start. But like you said, when I start looking at that bench, man, I kind of get a little – Get a little anxious and wonder if I, I went about this the right way. But the other one thing I wanted to make sure that I did, and this has hurt me in the past, I didn't want to have any money left. And I right. definitely did not have any money left in this one. I'm trying to find Ridley in ours, see what he went for. What'd you say he went for? What'd I got him for 31. For? 31. <clears throat> I don't know why I can't even find him in mine. You know damn well somebody bought him because I love Ridley too. So uh for those of you listening out there, um, I made a new best friend during pro football hall of fame weekend and his name is brandon mcmanus and he was the kicker for denver broncos for a number of years always one of my favorite kickers booming leg he now is the kicker for jacksonville 
Um, and during Hall of Fame weekend, he was in there because he played for the Broncos when DeMarcus Ware played for the Broncos. So that's why he was there. And I said to him, how's, how's camp looking? And he goes, oh, he goes, our offense, it's going to be just unbelievable. He said, I said, tell me about Calvin Ridley. He goes, everything you've ever heard about this guy, multiply that times 10. He goes, this guy's like watching a different, like a different, like, and like, I don't know if he explained him in like an alien or something. He's like, he does things that we've never seen before as a wide receiver. He goes, you know, you just sit there and go, what did he just do? Um, He goes, yeah, he's the real deal. And so I've been really, I was into Ridley long before talking to McManus, but now I'm like um, all about it. And I don't know why in the world I'm looking. Oh, there he is. He went for 27. So a little bit less. Um, I probably would have bought him, but (laughs) let's talk about my draft. But you had no money. Yeah. (laughs) I went in um, and, you know, like Ron said. And let let me just say before, before you start talking, ladies and gentlemen, strap in for this one because this is a wide receiver room that you're not going to hear too many teams are going to have. So I don't remember who even brought up Justin Jefferson, but I, you know, when I do auctions, I'm a price enforcer. If I see the value of a player should be 50 bucks, even though I may not want to pay that for him, I'm going to push that so that somebody pays that for him because I'm not going to let him go. Well, so I play chicken with somebody and I bid $47 on Justin Jefferson. And then everybody just sat there. And the auctioneer went going once, going twice, sold. And I'm looking around going, 47 bucks? Okay. Now, real quick, the interesting he, went part for, was, he went for 62 in ours, by the way. Right. The interesting part was, the next player that was brought up, was nominated, and again, I don't remember who it was, doesn't matter, was Jamar Chase. And again, I'm not going to let Jamar Chase go for less than 50 bucks. And he didn't because when I got to 47 and I bid 47, the crickets hit again. And now I have them both for $94. Now, as you guys all know, I love AJ Brown. So I brought up AJ Brown and he got to $37 then. I owned him. So I had three picks for a hundred and thirty dollars. See, no, 94, 30, 100 and oh, 121 dollars. I had the three of the best wide receivers in around, but now I had only you know 80 bucks left. I bought Justin Herbert for 19. I bought Dallas Goddard for 11. And then I just that's that was my five. And at that point, I knew that, one, I had to find some running backs to fill in. But the problem was, every time I would be close and I would bid, somebody bid that extra dollar, and I would not go there because I'm like, well, I can save it for that guy. And then that guy went for 2 or $3 more than I could afford or wanted. And so... <laughs> I ended up then getting seven straight running backs <laughs> for the maximum was $12. So I got Dalvin Cook before he was signed for seven bucks. Good deal there. Khalil Herbert for 12. Dante Foreman for two to make sure Kelly Herbert's covered. 
Raheem Mostert for five, Jared McKinnon for six, Zeke Elliott for a dollar before he signed, and Malik Davis for two bucks. So if, you know, again, you only have to start two running backs. Right. Um, but yeah, I, that one, I mean, so everybody's like, oh, you've got it made. You got it locked. I'm like, yeah, maybe. I mean, yeah, I get it. Nobody else has this, this wide receiver core, but you can still start six. And I've only got three. So who's filling in <clears throat> the two running backs and the other? Because my other two running wide receivers are Terrace Marshall and Tyquan Thornton. I bought Irv Smith for a buck and Derek Carr for a buck. Um, so, yeah, I got this amazing trio. But at the end of the day, I went, I don't know if I feel all that great about this team except for those five. <laughs> but yeah, the, the price, like you said, when you're talking Chase went for 62 and what did, no. Jefferson went 62, Chase went 60, and I think A.J. Brown went for 47 in ours, right. if so I remember what you right. Paid, what, the, what your division paid for, just Chase and Jefferson combined, Jefferson. I paid for all three of them. So basically, I got AJ Brown for free based on your price tag. Yeah, but yeah, like you said, price. you know, it just—I was not expecting it. I mean, I did another auction this week, and I didn't spend over—I think I spent over forty dollars on one person, and that was CMC. That was it. Um, so, talk about the rest of your auction, like how you filled in then with the guys you had. So after. Paid the 11 bucks for Trevor Lawrence. I was able to also get Dalvin Cook for 7 bucks before he signed, so I felt good about that as my third running back. Then I went – I wanted to get a tight end. Those tight ends were going quick, and I was running out of money. And the last guy on the tight end list that I really, really like a lot is Pat Fryermuth. Was able to get him for 11 bucks. I was so glad nobody else outbid me on him because I think that was the max I could bid at that point. So I was able to get that covered. The rest of the way went Alec Pierce, so he, I, it's a – Pretty steep drop-off. I, I, we can't all have A.J. Brown as our wide receiver three like some people. So I went hey, Alec Pierce for six bucks. Still love him a lot. And, you know, they're trying to get him the deep ball this year, not just in the slot, too. So hopefully that pays off. Got Jamal Williams for eight. You know you're getting three, at least three games out of him. He's probably going to get the goal line work just like he did in Detroit. And there's a reason they brought him in. They're not yeah. going to not give him the ball. So I like Jamal right. Williams a lot. Went Jeff Wilson Jr. out of Miami for three bucks. I know they got a stable of running backs, but I figure if I can at least – whether it's injury or whether it's just hot hand, if I can get maybe three or four games where he's their RB1 and he can get me to double digits at a flex, I'm good with that. Uh, got, and then it, it started to be dollar make you holler guys the whole rest of the way. So went Paris Campbell, Jelani Woods in, in Indy, huge tight end. I hope they actually use him this season. Um, for some reason, I don't know what happened. I was used to calling a guy, and then I, I guess I just got used to not having any money. So I don't know if I just fell asleep for a second. But I looked down, I was doing a little bit of research, and all of a sudden I looked up and I had gotten Zach Ertz for a dollar. So I guess could be worse. I guess I'll stash him for a little bit unless I need the roster spot. So I've got two backup tight ends there. Uh, got Braxton Berrios again for a buck. I went, in the, our drafts kind of they look very similar. I got Chase Edmonds for a buck. And then, like you, I went Derek Carr as my backup QB because he was probably the best guy on the board for a dollar. Got mm -hmm. a few weapons around him, but I think for a buck, that's, that's, that's still pretty solid. So overall, I, I like my team, but the uh, you know a little iffy at a couple uh, one of the flex spots, and uh, you know like I said, it's a pretty steep, pretty steep cliff when you get to my wide receiver three. But I'm hoping yeah. those guys you know that I went top heavy with as as Ridley, you know if Ridley can give me wide receiver one numbers like he did a couple of years ago, that's going to offset some of what Alec Pierce may or may not do. 
Did you have anybody that on purpose bought a certain, a, a multitude of a certain position? Because I had one in mind. This is why I got killed at running back. Dennis Clawson from Rotoballer with his first seven picks or first seven purchases bought six running backs. Whoa. Kenneth Walker, Alvin Kamara, Brian Johnson, Joe Mixon, Alexander Madison, and Javante Williams. So after my five of spending a lot of money, the reason I didn't have, I couldn't get any good running backs is because that son of a bitch had them all. <laughs> um, and they were all decent values. And if I had any cash at all, I might have bought one or two. Because like Mixon went for 16, Madison went for 18, Javante Williams only went for 10. But by then, I had spent $19 on Dalvin Cook and Khalil Herbert. So I was down to like maybe my max bid was five or eight, maybe. So like I couldn't couldn't do anything with those guys. Um, so yeah, he had six running backs. Um, like his only receivers are like Debo. He bought Debo, Samuels, and Ayuk for $21 each. Yeah. Hmm. Um Tyler Boyd, Kadarius Tony, Quentin Johnson. Um, you know, he he his oh, oh I guess he oh, he bought Joe Burrow for 17 in that and that first seven. He bought Joe Burrow for 17, which actually was a pretty good deal when you realize I spent 19 on Herbert, but it was right, right after Burrow had that calf injury and everybody was oh, you know. So I almost bought Burrow there too. Um, but I was like, oh no, I'll get Herbert for 12. And I didn't. Um, so that that was probably hurt me a little bit. I wish I had had a little more money to get a little bit better receiver or running backs. But again, with Cook, Herbert, maybe Zeke, maybe Derek or Jarrett McKinnon, if he continues to be that, you know, pass back, pass happy back or pass receiving back in Kansas City, that they can fill in the gaps and the studs. If as long as the studs be the studs, might be okay. We'll see. We didn't really have anybody that was too heavy on one spot. It's pretty, pretty good split everywhere. Ours was kind of all over the place. One thing I did want to find out in yours, though, as I'm looking at uh, the the Brazil fantasy football team here, Travis Kelsey. What did he go for in your league? Forty-one. Okay, get ready. Seventy-five dollars for Travis Kelsey in our auction. I'm sorry. What? <laughs> Yes, I, I did. I totally forgot about that, but I think he was the first guy off the board, and he got bid up to seventy-five bucks. So I was wondering. I'm like, well, I can't remember why I didn't get him, and then I saw that. And I'm like, oh yeah, that's why I didn't get him. Um, like, this, and then who was bidding against him? Like, I must have been everybody. I, I don't know, <laughs> but I believe what? he was the first guy that got nominated. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So wow. I'll have to send you a screenshot of some of these values. But yeah. yeah and the other thing crazy. I wanted to see where did what did Patrick Mahomes go for you go for in yours? Uh, 23. The highest okay, so quarterback was 27. I was Josh Allen. Okay, so 26 in ours. And if I remember right, somebody got – see, we had all these huge values, but there was a couple quarterbacks that were hellacious bargains. Mm. And I think Josh Allen was one of them. I want to say Josh Allen only went for $14 in ours. What? Yeah, $14 for Josh Allen in ours. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Crazy. Well, like you said, that. well, that's the thing. I mean – again, I've been playing, you've, you've been playing a long time. You know, some of these guys, while they're certainly 
the best in their country um, do not play in a lot of these, especially auction leagues. And I feel like their, their, their value is like, you know, a rich guy at a, you know, at a used car auction, <laughs> like I'll buy whatever I want and I'll pay whatever I want for him yeah. and I'll figure out the rest later. That's great. But like I said, I didn't want to buy those three players, but how, how am I going to pass that up? Like I just, can't. I mean, that's money well you know, spent. You know, maybe I should have not gotten AJ and like, just, okay. I'll just wait and I'll get a, a $20 wide receiver so I can spend more money on, but again, I didn't expect AJ Brown to stall at 37. So that's really what happened. And then, like I said, maybe I shouldn't have went, you know, it's a could have, would have, should have is what happens when these things, especially when you're caught off guard, like I was, because again, I usually try to maybe get one top tier guy like you are, you wanted Chase or Jefferson, right? Um, mm-hmm. You know, and again, I, I didn't go into it saying I wanted one of them, but I wasn't going to let anybody not spend at least 50 bucks. And once it would go over 50, I would have backed out. I've been done. We're like, okay, now I don't want to pay that at all. Um, you know, AJ Brown was the same way. I mean, I wanted Herbert and Goddard. So, um, but I really thought Herbert would go for like 12. Um, I mean, I could have spent $10 on Trevor, Trevor Lawrence. You know, maybe that would have been a better deal. I, but like you said, with all the running backs that were grabbed up so early, especially Dennis's team, um, there was just none to bid on. And if it was anybody that somebody wanted, you know, like Zach Charbonnet went for 13, you know, he's a, a you know, uh, Isaiah Pacheco went for 14. James Cook went for 20. These are all the hype machine people, running backs, right? This is what everybody's buying. So if you want one of them, you got to pay for them. And especially in an industry league, because they're such shiny new toys to everybody. Uh, it's crazy. You know, as soon as they come up, I'm like, I'm not even bidding because I know this is going to get out of control. And in the huddle auction that I did this week was the same way. It's like, as soon as those guys come up, I'm out. I, I don't even want to, because they're going to go for some prices that I'm not even going to touch. So, hmm. um, so like I said, I like my auction draft I did this week because I felt like it was more well-rounded, yeah. more, more depth because I was getting more 20 to $40 players, not dropping a lot of money early. Um, and I got a lot of players that I wanted. So, all right. So there's our Kings classic. Uh, uh, again, snakes, usually fairly consistent as you saw between where, where we were picking. Um, but it's the auctions that are always the fun ones. And uh, obviously Ron's were a lot more fun than ours. <laughs> if that's what you describe as fun. If you're, if you're getting the players you want for a value, it's fun. If you're, Wanted Travis Kelsey and somebody's being when you're when you're sitting there with a with a with a buck left to spend and you see Travis Kelsey going for seventy five, it's not so much fun. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, other than you're like, yep, yeah, spend the money. That's a, usually like I said after my those three four guys I picked or or bought, I was just sitting there going, come on, people, spend some money, get get down to my level so I can start like getting into some bidding here, but just never seemed to work out. So, all right, well, Ron, thanks again. Good to have you back. We'll be here every week now for the rest of the year um except for labor day weekend we might be taking that one off but uh uh if you guys have any questions don't forget to hit us up at big guy fantasy sports ron tell everybody what you're doing still baseball wise still keeping the baseball fires uh, uh burning there uh and uh which else you know where they can find you on social media 
at Ron Rigney on X, Twitter, whatever it's called nowadays. I'm I'm there. Uh, Big guy fantasy sports. We're grinding down, getting to the to the end of fantasy baseball. It's hard to believe we're we're winding the season down this week. Got a couple of prospects for you to check out for your 2024 drafts because I think a lot of us are kind of at that point where we realize we're out of it. We're getting into our football prep and our football drafts. So if you happen to be one of those people that's kind of waved the white flag on your fantasy baseball season, I got a couple guys for you that could make the club out of spring training. A couple guys you need to monitor in the offseason, but a couple that you need for your drafts next year, maybe in your later rounds, it could pay big dividends for for next year's season is over. And as always, like Bob said, we're going to be putting out the consistency content here on BigGuyFantasySports.com, along with our guy, Mr. Colby R. Conway. Definitely. Yep. We'll be back to our regular scheduled programming uh, once seasons start with our weekly articles, uh, uh, profit like it's hot, consistently cash and all that great stuff, uh, as well as my weekly review preview for the consistency model. So as always, you can find me on Bob underscore lung and uh, don't forget to check everything out at big guy fantasy sports. We'll be ramping it up here as we head into the season. Everybody. Thank you for listening. Take care. God bless. We'll talk to you soon.